1: Well, here we are kind of at the last part of the year. Um, Some of you may still be gazing in your belly buttons trying to figure out which way do I go in book marketing? How do I set up the right social media and not piss off other people or get banned from groups or not be flooding it? Um, And really, what about setting up a calendar so I do it all correctly? Well, we're going to kiss on all those things during this program. With me is the amazing, awesome Amy Collins, book publishing expert, and the creative vision behind new shelves. Um, and we're going to be really kind of throwing off a lot of ideas for you to think about for as an author, whether you're a newbie um, and are green behind your, your typing fingers as you get ready and just ready to go to print. Are you someone who's really been out here for a while, and maybe it's not working quite right? What could I do next, or what shouldn't I be doing, and what's coming down the pike that maybe I be should be open up to, to grasp and engage and move forward with? So, with that, Amy, welcome back to Author You: Your Guide to Book Publishing.
2: Thank you, Judith. Great to hear you. I uh, I love that uh, that you're focusing on 2019 already. I think that's a great idea.
1: I know. It's kind of shocking.
2: (laughs) Actually, I mean, it's shocking
1: to even think it's around the corner at this point.
2: You know, but it's actually, you know, I've got authors coming to me and saying, let's talk about January. And I say to them, you should have called me in September. You know, uh, bookstores, libraries, the major chains, airport stores, they're all buying right now for March and April. So it's not too early.
1: Yeah, and it's it, and how many times, Amy, have we said this, <laughs> that that really they do have calendars?
2: Well, yeah, um, and not only do they have calendars, but they also have budgets that they, you know, they have to, to account to their bosses for how they're going to spend their money a few months out. And we should be doing the same thing. You know, you should, as one of the things that I pay attention to, you guys should see my uh my plans, Amazon ads. I have to I have budget a bunch for that stuff, and and, and when, when I talk I to the authors, to decide that they're going to do a promotional plan, plan. and then they go then looking they go for the money. money. That's, That's backwards. backwards. First, set a marketing, set a marketing budget, budget, and then and figure, then figure out, out, what out what you're going to do, you you do with it. Uh, always
1: a good idea. Always a good, and I always I always you know love to think of spending plans because some people um, literally kind of reject the word budget and they want yeah they they actually reject the word budget i mean it's a good word but i always like to think of okay so what's your marketing plan what's your financial marketing plan or something that they don't go oh my god it's the budget word type of thing
2: well and that's what i tell people is so you have to have a dollar figure in mind so that you can build that into your profit. Don't call it a budget. Call it just, you know, again, a line item in your profit statement. And if I want to sell 45 copies of my books in January, the rule of thumb I use is I spend $2 for every book I want to sell. That is my, my spending plan for marketing. And that's what you stick with pretty much. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I spend it and I, And if I spend it on something that doesn't work well, I don't do that again. But that spending plan, and we'll use that instead of a budget. That that has to cover everything from new things I'm trying that I'm not sure how it's going to work, tried and true things that I know will deliver a Mm -hmm. nice bang for my buck. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's. Why don't we, Amy? Why don't we just kiss with that? Let's just start with that. So, what do we need to do as we look at the new year? And of course, it. It may not be 219. Maybe your book is really not going to be coming up toward the end of 219, and you're thinking forward to 2020. So let's, I think it's just a good idea to just think, let's look at this thing as a year on a year and maybe chop it into quarters. Is that how you do it? It depends on the book.
2: Uh, When it comes to fiction, I chop it into months uh, because a lot of fiction authors I know get very... um, they don't, they don't enjoy promoting <laughs> for some, I, I would say yeah. that novelists, even more than nonfiction authors really dig their heels in and they've got a real, um, uh, a hurdle, a mental hurdle to get over to promote themselves and to promote their books. And so what I do is I try and break it down into nice little bite size and I tell them, okay, uh, month one, let's say January, 2019, you're going to set up two or three social media accounts, and you're going to commit to visit them every day. And you're going to do that for three or four weeks. You're going to take uh, a few minutes every day, and you're going to read a few things on Twitter, and if something makes you chuckle, you're going to retweet it. You're going to check into Facebook and look at some groups and, and try and, and figure out these are for novels. Um, you know, if you're a nonfiction business book leadership guy, well, then you want to check into Facebook every day. Uh, excuse me, LinkedIn every day. Mm-hmm. But January, you know, commit to, to starting a small, very doable social media check-in plan. But then in February, I want you to add to that. February, I want you to take a class or read some articles or hire someone to teach you, but you need to figure out Amazon ads. You cannot make money in this day and age on Amazon unless you're willing. You have to figure out how to work keywords and and sponsored products. It's the only way a new book is going to rise to the top. Unless, of course, Oprah. You know, I mean, there's ways around that. You can, of course, you know, if Alex Baldwin is arrested while, you know, carrying a copy of your book in his pocket and shows up on all the news, then you're great. Well, that would be exciting. Yeah, Maybe I should send him my new book. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Alex needs any help with being sassy or salty, but sure. (laughs) We add, and so what I do is I work with authors and we add just little small things every month so that that by the time they're four or five months in, they've got a solid marketing plan. And then the last four or five months is just maintaining that. Okay. So then, then,
1: Ashley... Over that period of time, which when you go this step-by-step, step, and whether you hire someone to take over certain um, you know, aspects of what you're doing, at least you know what in the heck is going on and what's being done in the components, so you're not totally clueless.
2: Well, yes, and if you hire someone to do any of these for you, you need to learn from them as well, because they can't do it forever, I mean, unless you've got bottomless pockets. Um, most, most true marketing professionals, they just, they're there to help get the bike started. They're a little like, you know, the mom who's holding the, the back of the banana seat for a few steps. And then they got to mm-hmm. let go. And you got to keep going.
1: So, and, but during this learn during, when you're on your training wheels, because think of this is a training wheel thing. Mm-hmm. That while you're on your training wheels, before they're thrown totally off, then you ask the questions, you make the mistakes, so you really become polished when you're on your own.
2: That's true, and that takes time. I, boy, if there's anything that could come out of this uh, this time with you on the radio that I hope people take away, is that these are small, positive, forward-moving steps, but not every step that I take is forward-moving. I, I make a lot of decisions or try a lot of things that don't work out, and That's okay. You know, I, I I make small investments, small decisions. Some of them work, some of them don't. And and but as long as I keep moving forward, my business, my my bank account, and my book sales are going to keep increasing.
1: Which is one of the goals. Which is one of the goals. All right. So in in your um in your calendar when you spread it out, do you just use need you, you old-fashioned yellow pad. Do you have a calendar on the wall, Amy? Do you do a software program? What, what works for you?
2: It's different for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people. And, and I have to tell you, every, it depends on their age, their gender, how their yep. brains were wired. It depends on on how much, how how many kiwi fruits their mother ate in vitro. I mean, I gotta tell you, I don't know what the secret is, but everyone is different. I do much better when pen hits paper. I I I I'm just wired that way. I've got a a book in front of me and a monthly and a daily planner, and I plan things out in writing in a calendar that I can look at. For other people put it into an Excel sheet that they open up every day. Other people use Evernote or, or um, Truvy or de- different scheduling software. It, right. it doesn't matter how you stay on track. What matters is that you know that you're going to commit to social media, that you're going to commit to Amazon ads, that you're going to commit to learning about distribution and making sure that, that every every month you make your book available in one more venue. It does not make any sense to to take your eye off the ball and be promoting your book on social media if there's people who cannot buy it because you think Amazon's enough. Amazon is not enough. Uh, and, and Amazon is going through a lot of changes right now. You don't want to put all your eggs in that basket. So as we build a marketing plan, we need to pay attention to, am I asking for reviews every week? Every week! Am I going to librarians, to Goodreads readers, to Amazon readers? Am I going to bloggers? Am I reaching out and asking people for their opinion every week? I don't care how old the book is. My book is three years old. I still ask people for their opinion every week. Okay, that's a
1: lie. But it's a plan. See, I'm a little bit like you, that I've got to do the paper thing. And, in fact, I have actually... Um, And we're going to take our first break here, but I have to go back to um, the old fashioned paper calendars because things disappear on my my phone. They disappear off my other calendars. I'm just thinking paper does it for me. But the bottom line is what you said. You find what works for you and that's what you follow up on. So you all know what you respond to best. That's what we'll do it. All right, we'll be right back. Amy Collins is with us. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. And I'm Judith Bryles.
0: Book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
3: Is there a book in you? Or another? AuthorU shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual AuthorU extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. use the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache... Author you is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author you today at AuthorU.org.
4: First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, Or both. Your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit nzgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com.
3: Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com.
1: I want to give a shout out to all of you who joined me in Colorado um, in early November for my third annual Speaking Unplugged. It was sold out again. I love that. But all the takeaways were so fabulous. And during November, we have the special launch month for how to create a million dollar speech. So if you participate, get ready for a lot of Buku fabulous bonuses. And I'm going to jump into, back to what we're talking about, because we're really talking book marketing, we're talking about planning. Um, I loved what Amy Collins said about that a lot of her fiction people that she has the pleasure to work with seem to be resistant um, to doing some of the things that you, Amy, you and I really kind of do almost in our sleep at this point, would you say? Yes.
2: Yes, but that doesn't mean that it, that it comes easy to me, and it doesn't mean that I enjoy it. It doesn't mean that I wake up with a, you know, a, a light step on my way to my marketing plan. I hate promoting myself. I hate promoting my book. I don't like it any more than the rest of you do. The difference is I do it anyway. Um, and, and the thing is,
1: the phrase, I do it anyway, is crucial that you still have to do it, and you still have to be open. I mean, Amy and I are always out scouting around learning new stuff because there's always new new tweaks and twists to doing things that might just give it that little oomph to push it over whatever the line you're trying to get. Wouldn't you say, Amy?
2: Yes, that's exactly it. And, and one of the things to keep in mind, while I'm a big fan of saying other authors are not your competition, they're your community, Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact is, the authors are not your competition, but their books are. Um, There's only one way that your book is going to to rise above the, I always um, kind of use this analogy or this visual, picture Times Square, midnight, New Year's Eve, and every single teeny little head that you see in Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, that's a book. And the only way that your book is going to get noticed is that if you're up on one of the stages, up on one of the platforms, nobody's going to see your book in the mass of books that comes out every week. A lot of
1: noise. Well, you and I both said that there's over three million books published a year. So you've got to figure out a way to be different, to be unique, um, to rise above the cloud, period.
2: Or, or yep. just right. And know that, you know, you can make a living writing other ways. You can, you know, you can make your blog popular enough that you can sell advertising. You can uh, can write freelance for different publications. You can become a copywriter for different corporate organizations. You don't need to make a living in books. But if books are your choice, and I need everyone to believe this, if you choose to make a living as a writer, that's one thing. But if you choose to be a book author, that means you're signing up for a lot more than just writing for a living. There's a difference between a writer and an author. And and, and one of the big difference is, I'm afraid, marketing and promotion. Uh,
1: you're exactly right. In fact, I had Amy here at my, uh, I do a Saturday Pick My Brain event once a month. And one of the individuals who was here this past month Loves to write, but she doesn't want to write books. She does ghost blogs. And she does a very lucrative, living, writing these under 500 word blogs for just about any type of topic when she knows who you are and what you're about. You know, and I think that's very cool. So all she has to do, the only thing she has to do is let people know this is what her skill set is. And this is what I can do for you. This is what it's going to cost. Um, and take it and run, which I thought was great.
2: Uh, well, you know, that's one of the big things. Guys. There's a million ways. If you've written um, a, a book, a, a story, there's 20 different ways to get your story out there. If you've written a self-help book, there's 20 or 30 different ways to get your advice out there
1: always well let's let's kind of roll it back because we we've already you know we're talking about marketing we're talking about planning for the coming year whatever the coming year is that what are some of the elements that we need to get into um and and i think we need to spend a little time on this for the, all the different market research avenues to make sure we have we're, we're using the right phraseology we're going down the right path we're hooking into the right thing you want to play with that a little bit
2: yeah, there's a lot There's a lot changing and a lot new, and I'd love to talk about some of the things that I have planned for next year, and you guys can totally steal my ideas. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I'd right, start with there are new and very professional ways to get into the audiobook market that didn't even exist six months ago. There are venues. Uh, owned by companies such as Draft2Digital, has partnered with Findaway Voices, that gives you access to a number of distribution models for audiobooks. Audiobooks are growing like crazy. They're over 22% of our industry right now in terms of dollars, not in terms of units. Mm-hmm. But audiobooks are huge. They seem to be growing, especially in the independent small press world. And up until a few years ago, it was a pretty big investment. To get into the end, uh, and rightfully so. It, it it the people who do these audiobooks, they deserve our money. I got to tell you, they work really hard. You very few people should record their own audio They should really, and if they are, they should go in for training. I yeah. tell my authors this: Do you want to spend three or four thousand dollars to have someone record your book, or do you want to spend three or four dollars going through the training to record your book? Because either way, you're spending that money if you want a good book. You know, Amy, I, just, I, know, I can't me.
1: emphasize that enough. Yeah, I can't emphasize that enough. I just actually came out of the studio um, where I taped my book for the How to Create a Million Dollar Speech, and we did it over. We did it over two days, three hours each day. So six. It's a six-hour commitment, um, and I'm lucky. I've done that before. I've had voice training. I've done multiple audio books, but, but I always you've done training. It. Yes, I did. The, oh, yes, I've done training. And I, I loved it. When, the, when it's the one of the editors says, he says, you know, I can actually hear you smile through the air, you know, when you're talking about something. And I think one of the big mistakes people think when they do an audio book, all they have to do is have it in front of them. They just read line after line after line after line after line. And they don't understand you have to have modulation um that if if you know if you've got something really scary like going on you've got to have that reflected so it comes across so the reader is feeling it too um so maybe maybe for th- number one i'm a huge fan of audiobooks or to add to your format the print the e the audio but make sure that you do it right otherwise you're not going to sell um, sell them. Period.
2: And be honest, guys. You have to have a talent, a voice talent, to make your audiobook appealing. If you're going to read it yourself, just because you wrote it does not mean you should be the one to read it. In most mm-hmm. cases, you shouldn't be. Uh,
5: mm-hmm. There are
2: exceptions. Um, there are exceptions, of course. Judith is one. But again, she's had the training. She's not. Re- she's not reading a novel. She's reading advice that she's given. And and so, okay, there's the exception. For those of you who are thinking you're the exception, you're probably not unless (laughs) you – I'm sorry, unless you have the training and unless you actually have the talent. I know a lot of people who really enjoy a good game of golf, but you don't want – they wouldn't want to try and make a living at it. Um, Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So that is my first bit of advice is to – I'm going to be exploring audio like crazy. In, oh, in the 10 years. and you know how I'm going to be promoting my audiobook here's here's yeah. a, a tip um, take it or leave it but YouTube is becoming a wonderful hidden place for people to download free audiobooks. They are going to YouTube there are entire novels by Stephen King available on YouTube where where they take the audiobook and they upload it to a video with just a you know a static picture and people are on their computers people are on their iPhones people are in their cars. On YouTube listening to eBooks for free. And if you don't think that I'm gonna be putting free chapters of my book up on YouTube, the audio versions, once they're professionally recorded and edited and produced. Three stages, guys. Recording, then editing, then producing. You don't just record and go. But once they're ready. If you don't think I'm not putting them up on YouTube, because YouTube has the most wonderful reach in this day and age. And I can't wait to start promoting my audio book, and print book using YouTube. So let
1: me ask you, Amy, are you going to be putting the whole book or just selected chapters?
2: I'm going to put the whole damn thing up. Excuse my language. I apologize. I, uh, I'm no. sure you can bleep that out. All right but if you're selling
1: the book let me just say this if you're selling the book because one of the great things about audio is they actually sell decent decent um, and that if you're giving the whole thing away on for free on um, that you you are you will really for this in this case i think you're really going to stop your audiobook sales
2: i will i absolutely will but this is what i'm going to do i'm going to grow my audience I'm going to grow my readership. I'm going to grow my fan base. People are going to subscribe okay. to my YouTube channel. They're going to subscribe. They, they're going to friend me. They're going to get to know me. And here's the second thing I'm going to do this year.
4: All right. I want you I'm to, hold, gonna- on
2: Ho- yeah, want you
1: to hold on a bit. I want you to hold on to bit because we're going to take another break real quick. Okay. Um, and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll find out number two secret sauce idea to really grow that fan base and get fan base.
3: Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Briles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Briles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event.
6: Had Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your time. Enhancing the Promotion of Your Book During Infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From e-book to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward.
0: guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith briles
1: all right we're halfway through and Ashley, amy and i are talking about audiobooks um and going into them and she was she talked about how you should be putting your books as in a full book up on youtube um which is one of her strategies coming up so amy i'm going to throw it back to you with us is amy Collins; she's a book uh publishing expert and and her goal is to make you really shine above the crowd that is out there in your genres i i
2: I know that people get nervous, the idea of giving their book away and you know, what if ten thousand people, what if four thousand people listen to my book for free on YouTube instead of buy it? And my answer is you should be so lucky. That is the best case scenario. I want four thousand people to listen to my book for free. For this reason, four thousand people are not gonna buy my audio book. I'm not that charming, I'm not that talented, I'm not that that well known. But I, if I could get four or five, and trust me, four or five thousand people do listen. They follow me on YouTube. They down, I mean, every week when I do Free advice Friday, people come and, and they're not going to pay for it. It's, not, it. it's not harming anything, but I am building my readership so dramatically. And so if you're nervous about giving away content on YouTube, I would say don't be. And, and Judith and I were talking about this, and she and I both kind of agreed. This is not your last book. This is just your next book. Give away mm-hmm. some version of it, grow your readership, and then sell that readership your next book. If, if people get my advice for free this time in an audio book, they're not the same people who are on Amazon searching by keywords anyway. It's a wonderful way to grow my audience, and that's my job. After the book is done, my job is not to make money. My job is to grow my audience, and if I grow my audience and then I'm smart about it, I will, make a, I will end up making money in the long run. And, Judith, that's the difference mm-hmm. between the short-term game and the long game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, the long game is what I'm in this for. I want to retire as a publishing expert. I don't want two years from now to be trying to do something else. I,
1: that's not, well, that's, that's, that's where I am. At. <laughs> if If and when I ever retire, Amy, if and when. Is where I'm going to go. And you know, I wanted to give um, uh, another little tip since we were talking about audiobooks here, um, and then your segue into where you're going. um, That if you are stuck, if your ego says, Yeah, I have to have my voice on my audiobook, here's an idea go ahead and do it as the introduction and the exit, and then let a pro take over and do the book for you who can really get the inflection and everything else. Yes, it's going to cost you little money, but it'll be done right. You will have no regrets about it. I I guarantee it. Um, And you're still part of it. Um, So that's kind of my two bits there. I'm seeing more and more authors doing that. And they can cut their their costs down a lot because those pros know how to get through a book um, without all the hiccups us amateurs make. Well,
2: and if, Budget re- I mean, there's just people who just don't have the money for audio production. Then mm-hmm. go to ACX. And although it breaks my heart to give them exclusivity, go to ACX and put your book up and see if you can get. It's very competitive. You pro- There's a really good yes. chance you may, we won't get somebody interested. But there's a lot of good voiceover talents there that will, if they like what they see of your book, uh-huh. they, will, they will give you the voiceover work up front in exchange for a higher percentage of the sales cut at the end of the day. It's not a royalty. Please don't call it a royalty, but it is a cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you maybe you only get 50% of every sale as opposed to 75% of every sale, and maybe you have to go exclusive on Amazon. But they own Audible, and Audible's huge. If that's the case, then you won't be able to do any of the little tips and tricks I'm talking about in terms of giveaways, but it's better to have a audiobook, even if you've had to go that route than to not have one at all.
1: Yeah. and, And let me just do an add on to that. If you use someone who actually this is what they do for a living, they're they're narrators. They actually have their own fans and followers, too. And they shout out to them. This is my latest book. And you might have far more sales than you ever imagined. So don't get told. Don't get so stuck. Just a, just just a suggestion there.
4: Yeah.
1: So you know, I like the idea of, of what you're suggesting, Amy, and I
2: think I'm going to jump on it. So there you go. Good. Good. And then when you're done with YouTube, and when you're done learning all about Amazon ads and keywords. I would suggest, and this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to be partnering with more and more organizations. So let's say you spend January learning about Amazon ads and you spend February working on your audiobook. March, I want all of us to start reaching out to local organizations, different companies, schools, libraries, local retailers. You know, it depends on the type of book. But partner with them and see if they will do a nice big display in stock of your book in exchange for you running some Facebook ads promoting their location. Facebook ads are very, very expensive or inexpensive depending on how you do it. And, um, and yet, they can be very, very profitable if you partner with someone. I'm so tired of authors saying, well, I did Facebook ads and they didn't make me anything. Right, because you've got to be more strategic you know, partner with the organization of pillow stuffers and, so, and then your book, pillow stuffing is my life becomes, a, and so what you do is you offer to run a bunch of, of Facebook ads promoting the pillow stuffers of America and, you know, or a local retailer, local pet store. Let's say that you've done a, a dog thoughts journal. And I actually have an author who's got, who's got a, a journal where they can where they literally can journal what they think their dog is thinking. It's the cutest <laughs> idea. <laughs> And she can't get it off the ground because people don't get it. I think it's brilliant. But if she went to a bunch of local pet shops and agreed to advertise them in Facebook ads and her book in a joint ad on Facebook, driving people to the stores, all of a sudden, somebody who can't get the time of day from a bookstore or a retailer suddenly is getting a front of store display, and it's all because they've agreed to put some skin in the game. And so that is, you know, advertising without a goal in mind and without a partner such a waste of money, in my opinion.
1: Mm -hmm. No, no, I I think that there's ways that you can do, and even localities. I mean, you know, one of the ideas, if you really can get even like a group of you together and you could create your own kind of author fest incorporating the community you live in, I mean, you don't have to get on a plane like Amy and I do sometimes when we go off to speak and connect, but you do it with your own community that, and it takes planning, that's sure, and it's going to take work, but everyone is behind it, um, and there, there are really wonderful success stories of groups with the partnering concept that Amy's talking about of, of hooking on with retailers so that literally... Have you featured in their store, and you in turn feature them? I love the idea.
2: Good, good. Well, I I, I much prefer when you like these marketing ideas as opposed to hate them. I mean, <laughs> it makes my <mine> job <laughs> much easier.
1: There rarely is there a marketing idea
2: I dislike. It's just you can't kiss
1: them all, as you know. It, it's exactly. Got a cherry right. pick at times,
2: and and not only, but not everything works for everybody. Things that work for children's books don't always work quite as well for, you know, leadership books. And things that work beautifully for leadership books would completely torpedo a an mm-hmm. novelist. Mm-hmm. And I know we've got another break coming up, but I wanna talk a little bit about social media and marketing and how how different types of authors can use different
1: types of social media properly. Yeah, we do. We have about we have about three minutes that break. But, you know, Amy, you had an idea a couple of years ago you threw out and I've shared. And I think we might want to kiss it again, especially because, number one, there's always holidays and events going around all year round. It's just not Christmas. And a lot of people just think Christmas, don't you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. which is so a little like the people who only buy lotto tickets when Powerball hits 500 million. I know. When yeah. your odds are
1: so extraordinarily remote, even in a normal circumstance, they decide yeah. to play. Well, here's is, here is what you had suggested. And it was really kidding up, like, whether it's a grocery store or a big box store or whatever, is the third, third, third partnering. Do you remember that? That you're talking about partners where you would approach them and just say, you know, if I can have a table out from the entry or in the main area, and, we, you know, these books are offered, the publisher gets a third, you get a third, and we donate a third to to a specific charity that's close to your heart. I love ah,
2: that idea. Yes, I do. Wow. I loved that, actually. And that worked for quite a while. Why did I forget that? We should do that I, again. Be,
1: because, Amy, we have so many other things that keep coming down the pike. And, you know, you and I, we're bling girls. We, <laughs> we're going to go and try stuff. And sometimes these old things just might be the cat's meow right now. Right, tiny objects, yes. And and so, I mean, I loved that idea, the third, third, third idea of giving back. You know, the retailer gets a third. Um, th- there isn't a grocery store out there that wouldn't, wouldn't love to have a third profit on a food item where they get 3%, by the way. Especially they,
2: if they were also going to get the press. Of being of participating in something uh, for for charity,
1: exactly. So you savvy author, do approach the common places that you shop and write a press release, move it out, and and go to the local community little papers in your area saying, "Meet me here and support this. Support your favorite grocery store." Or fill in the blank, and certainly. You know, get a copy of my book. So that's kind of, that'll be, how about, how about that, my tip for the day as we go into this next break? We'll be right back. It's all through you, your guide to book publishing.
3: You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book. A book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com.
5: At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser-based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com
1: All right, so we gave you a little idea that you can do in your community, and I'm a huge believer in supporting your community. I love to support community, um, and I know it's so easy to get everything online, but you know, if you don't have your core of your community, you're in trouble. So, Amy, I'm going to, we've got about 12 minutes before we close up here. But let's hit on um, some of the. We, you wanted to talk about the uh, some of the. Well, wh- where did we leave this off?
2: It was so. <laughs> I. I people really have have been saying for years now. And Judith, I was one of them. You may not remember, but five or six years ago, I told you I didn't have time for Twitter, and you chewed me up one side, and down <laughs> the other. You I let did. me have it. And with the famous Judith Briles, get over it attitude. Um, yes. and I was wrong. Here's the thing guys. And I was talking to actually to Orna at the ally, uh, uh, independent authors Alliance group about this the other day as well. We do not tweet for us. We tweet for our audience. We do not Facebook for us. We Facebook for our community. We do not LinkedIn and Pinterest for us. We do it to be a service to our readers. If you are a writer, that's fine. Write your words, get paid, go home. That's, I have no argument with that. But if you're an author, then you have a responsibility to your readers and your community. And as an author, if you truly want to be a successful author, that means being a service to your readers and your community. And unless you plan on selling your home, buying an RV, and going from town to town, the least effective way I can think of, by the way, of getting the word out, The only way you can be of service to your readers at this point, and the easiest and cheapest, is to spend time on social media. Find out where your readers are. It's easy to find out where your readers are because they're following authors like you. Find out where the other authors like you who share your readers, where they're spending their time, pay attention to how they're interacting. I don't mean copy them, that's gross, but emulate them. See how you can be of service to your readers, but you can't be of service to your readers in your house with Netflix on. You can't be of service to your readers with a pen in your hand writing your next book. If they don't know that you exist, how are you going to have a community of readers? That is our job as authors. It's our job, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And I do have some advice on how and some some things to share, on how I plan on engaging with my community next year in social media, even though I don't like it any more than you do.
1: Well, actually, I don't hate social media. I just, for me, Amy, I just have to be careful because I am tuned in that it can be a time suck. And I, I think it's really important to do, rationalize yourself here. And decide, you know, if you're if you've got your author hat on, you're doing the service. So, what information can you share with your community, with your readers, that will help them? Um, so, I always try to put up things that will be helpful. Of that, I rarely put up personal stuff. Rarely.
2: Me too. If you if you follow me on Facebook, it's all about the industry. But I also check in a couple times a day, and I answer questions when someone says, "Hey, Amy, blah blah." I mean, I don't ignore them. Um, and and that and now I have thousands and thousands of people who follow me on social media and occasionally ask me questions, mm-hmm. that is how I'm growing my community. If I was a novelist and and trust me, nobody wants to read my novels. but if I was a novelist, I still can build community, not just my author community but my readership community, by being a part of what's going on out there in the romance genre or the western genre or you know, get mm-hmm. it out there. Recommend other authors that you like. I don't know mm-hmm. a single novelist who doesn't read. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and you and I read a lot. We read others a lot, both of us. Um, and mm-hmm. and then you come across these uh, some sometimes amazing gems that I, find. I think you, uh, they get discovered or rediscovered or you just stumble along. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. And then share it, which you mm-hmm. really enjoy. So I'm all for that. All right. So in the social media, j- using social media, and I, and I am glad you discovered Twitter because Twitter is one of my favorites because it is fast. It's short. Um, and I can do a bunch. And, and certainly that's how I grew my radio show was exclusively through Twitter.
2: Exclusively. That's how people can find other, maybe they don't, maybe they don't hang out on Twitter and have full length conversations but it's how they get to know people. It's, I have, I'm a big uh, board game player, and I have found different websites and different board game manufacturers simply because somebody was pretty snarky or funny on Twitter, and I decided to check them out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and of course, and there's other things Twitter has done, too, <laughs> in a variety of areas. But social media is really important. So I think what both Amy and I are saying, that it is the town, it's going to be the town hall for a lot of your marketing. Um, and if you choose to ignore it, y- you are really missing the boat. You're missing a big boat, uh, and you're not doing yourself any favor and you're, you're, you know, you're losing readers and, um and you're not doing them any favor. I think that's, what's important to understand. All right. So some strategies, Amy, we've got some social media time here. What's, what are some of your favorite strategies that you've done? You, well, you shared your YouTube tip. Um, I, I
2: got to tell you my favorite social, and actually not favorite. That's not the the most important thing I want everyone to keep in mind with social media is that you treat your online interactions the way you would treat any interaction. And you don't want to be a bore. You don't want to spend all your time talking about yourself. You, you, trust me, people know, you know, it's, it's no different than when you're at a cocktail party and a woman walks into a cocktail party with a low-cut dress cut down to her navel and the slit in the thigh, you know, and four-inch heel. People get it. We get it. Be subtle. Um, And nor do you want to be that guy who comes in in a three-piece suit and, you know, four rings on each hand, um, loudly talking about, you know, your portfolio and your business and, and, you know, me, 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 and I, I, I. That's Five to one, four to one, six to one. I don't care what ratio. It depends. Everyone's got a different ratio. But Mm -hmm. you do not please blunder into social media promoting your book, your opinions. No. Share other people's books. Share other people's thoughts. Comment on them. Participate. Walk into a cocktail party and listen to the conversation and then join in. Please do not walk into a cocktail party and immediately... Take total control of the conversation and don't give other people a chance to get a word in edgewise.
1: That's always a plus. I mean, and there's always so many. I mean, I when I read other uh, other people's uh, blogs and things, sometimes I get ideas to take it in a whole new twist and create something really original. So that's part of the learning curve. You know, for me, I'm always out there looking to learn something new, some tip or trick. That I could use or and, and then share with others, or sometimes, as you just said, if you find something that is really good, take take the link and share it out with everybody you know that's a good thing
2: yeah, absolutely,
1: so I love doing that. What else is on your your uh, your let's say your holiday list to share with people?
2: well, I'm becoming more and more enamored with ignoring how I do things. And Hmm. so 2009, well, let me explain. 2019, I am going to make a commitment to learn about and explore things that do not interest me. If I have to read about blockchain one more time, I don't care about blockchain. I'm so tired of learning new things. I don't, can't we just, can't we all just agree that we're done? No. Apparently blockchain is a new thing and it's something i need to know about i need to understand what's going on with blockchain because it is significantly increasing the the dollars that and the money that ends up in authors hands people are using the publishing world is using blockchain all right so what, you know what it.
1: maybe you need to explain it we have about 3 minutes here but why don't you explain to people what a blockchain is
2: well, I can't. That's the thing. I mean, I can. I can explain that um, you know that there is this there's this phenomenon out there of income, of currency, of exchangeable data that's all online. It's completely virtual. You guys have heard of Bitcoin, yes. And you've heard, and maybe you've heard of Q. The guys who do PayPal are now linking, are now starting this thing called Q. And and there's all of this technology out there now, and blockchain is a part of that that is virtual. It's not real, but it still exists and it still has worth. And so 2019, I am going to be investigating, and this is my commitment, um, every month I'm going to investigate one element of marketing or of the publishing industry, even though I even though I don't want to, even though it doesn't interest me, only paying attention to the things I love. I love Pinterest. Oh, I love playing around on Pinterest. And that's fine. But that's not going to get me any further. If I was a novelist right now, and again, that's not anyone's hope, but if I was a novelist right now, <laughs> I would be signif- I would be out there looking at the Hooks app, H-O-O-K-E-D. I would be revisiting what's going on with Wattpad. There's a lot of things happening with Wattpad. I would ignore my comfort zone because I'm over 50 and I think all books should, should be paper enclosed by, you know, cardboard or press board covers with French flaps. I, I, I'm going to ignore that. And I want to pay attention to these subscription theories. Just because I'm a textbook author doesn't mean I should be ignoring ProQuest. I know I'm throwing a lot of weird names out, but here's the thing, mm-hmm. guys. If you're right. getting agitated now, if you're getting anxious and you're saying, I don't know what any of these are, That's my last tip for this show today. I want you to join me in educating ourselves. I have to do it too because I am getting older and I'm getting more set in my ways. 2019, I'm going to be investigating things that make me nervous and things that don't interest me. And it's going to increase my business. I know it is.
1: And I I think I'm going to give you an amen. I think that's really important to get into that, you know, Find out what makes you uncomfortable and then ease into it to see what can you learn about it because other people seem to be really comfortable. Maybe there's a nugget in there for you that will totally change it. Always good information. Amy Collins, new shelves and and book publishing expert, great speaker, funny person. Thank you so much for being back with me once again.
0: Part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each